Hello, beautiful humans. We got Dan Zolod here. Yep. And we welcome <laughs> to the studio, Sabrina Carpenter. All right. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Good to see you with your lime green shoes. Thank you. I feel like Christmas now holding this red pillow. You should feel and you look like love. That's really nice. I feel like Christmas is also looks like love. Christmas is also looks like love. <laughs> Starting off strong. Starting off strong. <laughs> when I think of Santa and snow, I don't necessarily think love. I think Coca-Cola. But you know what? I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know where we're going with this yeah. either. I feel like I always, in my head, I'm like, they'll edit this. And you guys never edit Hell these videos. no. We leave it all in. You guys post everything. <laughs> yep. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> because they really could be a lot shorter if we maybe edit it It's actually not out. bad, though. I think that's the beauty of it. I think, you know, because our life is edited right now. We don't... You guys are refreshing. Everything is edited. You Everything yeah. is run through a filter. Everything mm -hmm. is edited. And we have a mat outside of our studio that literally says, come as you are. So that's what we want here, right? Just be your true self. Be authentic and be able to speak freely. And honestly, if you say something insane or ridiculous or that you didn't mean, we can obviously edit it out. But beyond that, happens. we let it all out, baby. Let it all out. And I'm honestly a little nervous about what's going to be said today. Nothing. <laughs> Why are you nervous? Do I make you nervous now? Oh, my God. After seeing you on stage the other night, I was like, oh, my God. Wait, <laughs> like in a bad way? No, in a good way. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> What? I was like, why? Why do I make you? Why am I scary now? But you're, you're. Who knows what your mom's gonna say to me next? Okay, I'm first of all, well, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Your hair is pink. Okay, <laughs> my hair is pink. We know it's pink. It is pink. I know you're wearing a hat, but I also know your hair is pink. I know. And I know that too. And it's I. I support whatever you want. Like you know what I mean. But mom, mom's gonna be a mom. So mom walks up to Dan. And mom's like. I don't like your hair. And, you know, at, at that point, I'm like, mom, but like, you know, it's his hair. It's not your hair, you know? So like, just calm down, maybe. And I'm just glad that you guys were able to talk it out and, and, and solve all of that. It, yeah, it's all taken care of. Yeah, it's all taken care of. I'm that also, makes me happy. I'm also very happy that dad is not here because he told me he was coming and I said, please don't. Uh, what? Why didn't you want him here? You know, can't help it. it no. No, no, just just no. This nope. is such a. I think this is our strongest interview yet. I think this is our strongest. <laughs> what, what, why, really? What does he bring an uncomfortable air? No, he's studio? great. He's very nice. We got we got along very well. Okay, just yeah. I just said, hey, maybe you should sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just, you know. Well, I invited your dad. Oh my Many times over. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's in a meeting right now. I'm aware of his schedule for you some are? reason. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. That's why he's not here. I did invite him. I like your parents, and I I really enjoy you. I like you a lot. And and to see, uh, you know, you and Dan have a some like I want to get back to Dan. F seeing her on stage, Sabrina on stage, did that make you nervous? I've never seen Sabrina on stage before. Usually, it's just Sabrina here or somewhere else on that we couch. see her. Yeah, much and I, more underwhelming than I guess the stage. <laughs> I don't know. And then I saw her on stage. I was like, whoa. Aww. Yeah, I wasn't expecting all of that. Mama Thank performed you. in this studio, and she tore the house down. She did. Your vocals were incredible the first time you were in here. Oh, that and was a while ago. Long time ago. Oh, geez. Thank you. That that should have made you nervous. Yeah, that, that that was, I did perform here, but that was that was also like stripped down acoustic. Raw, it's different than talent. coming to a show. 
you know. And like you were, uh, there was a crotch grab and pushing twenty. That's it's choreography, Dan. What do you want me to do? But I wasn't expecting it. Okay. And but then I was like, that's Whoa. the whole point. It's supposed to throw, you know. I, I know that's throw it. you for a loop. And you did live shows. You Success. know that happens live, man. And then there's that one part of the the show where you're singing. I think it's very red oh, on the stage. Very red. I think you were singing with that guy. Uh, yes. And there's a lot of there's a lot of movements on the ground. It's called it, yeah dancing. And DJ came over and covered my eyes during that part. Thank you, DJ. <laughs> I was Let, just like well, I didn't expect it. Let, let's go back to pushing twenty because I do feel like the lyrics of pushing twenty and uh, whatever that dance move was, there is a connection there. <laughs> because to me, it sounds like that is an adult anthem, right? <laughs> You're twenty and you don't have time for others. Yeah. It, when you put that song out into the world. Does that make you officially an adult? Does that allow everybody around you to be aware of your now new adulthood? I don't even know if it's, I don't even know if you feel an exact change into adulthood because I've felt like I've dealt with aspects of adulthood since I was 10. But I do feel like there is just a newfound sort of comfort level with yourself and your more comfortable in your own skin and your body and your voice and your mind oh my god i sound like (laughs) some weird (laughs) yoga instructor um but you really are a lot more in touch with yourself i think in these years of your life when you're figuring out everything you're feeling things for the first time and you're also making mistakes so i think it gives you that confidence going into um you know bigger decision making points in your life that when I wrote that song, um, I walked into the studio. It always starts like that. Girl walks into a studio and um, I was like, hey, Oak, how's it going? He was like, dang, I haven't seen you in so long. What are you pushing 20 now? And I was like, yeah, you know how it be. You know how it do. And um, (laughs) and we just started talking about about life and how much more intense it gets and how you really just don't have time to sweat the little stuff. You don't have time for people that, you know, are nitpicking and critiquing your every move because you realize, like, it's just a part of becoming who you're going to be. So Pushin' 20 just came out in a really organic way. And it was probably, like, the fastest song I just ever released because at that moment I was like, wow, the whole point behind this song is like stop overthinking things just live your life and so i just did and like is, yeah it's fun is that why mr clean gets a shout out in like the first line <laughs> yeah mr clean isn't as isn't a person it's just supposed to be representative of um someone you know who probably is just like more invested in someone else's life than they need to be i get that you know do, do you have people like that in your life who care too much about what you do or do you find yourself doing that to others uh i don't usually do that to other people because i can always check myself and be like wait that's not like i don't care if your hair is pink like you know what i mean i'm not gonna sit here and be like god really wish dan's hair wasn't pink you know but there's so many people in the world that do that to me and, and and choices that i make or creatively like if they come to a show and they don't like certain things you know they'll dwell on it like i don't have time to dwell i gotta i gotta do things yeah, you, you know, you got a ship that you're you're moving forward. Got a ship. You got stories to tell. A captain of this ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, though. Yeah, dude, seeing you up on stage the other night with that full band, the dancers, Thank your you sister coming. up there, phenomenal. Thank really. you so much. Superb, and just a really great night out, an enjoyable night of music, and your vocals are stellar, and the visuals impeccable. Thank you. I dig it. Like it, uh, even the camera that followed you on those two big monitors. The iMac. Yeah. yeah. 
Great. Thank you so much. Gave me a whole new perspective because I was in the back and I wanted to see your face. Uh, yeah, so that's good. You know, that was a reason that we were like, well, you know, sometimes these venues are are like we want them to be intimate, but it's also like we want it to feel big at the same time. Yeah. Um. So it was really really fun to put it together. We put together the show in a week because I was in I was in New Orleans doing a film, and to be honest, like I had sent my team like the set list. I had Mona Lisa on there twice. They kept taking it off thinking it was a mistake and it like wasn't a mistake. And I was like, no, like I really just like kind of want to have fun. I want this tour to make the audience feel comfortable and like make them feel loose and make them feel like they can be wild and crazy because that's how I feel when I sing these songs. These songs make me feel so much more comfortable with myself and I want the audience to be involved and to them feel like they have a huge part in the show. So singular act one makes you feel comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's music that's true to you? Yeah, I think it has a sense of humor and I think it, it makes fun of myself at the same time as it like makes fun of situations that um, can maybe be tricky and in the moment it's not so fun and lighthearted. But that's, I think the point of music is to, is supposed to, I guess, heal us out of those situations and help us the next time that we're in them, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Sing, singular Act 2, which is coming, right? Mm -hmm. Is that done? Um, yeah, we're like finishing touches, mixing everything right now. Um, and it's kind of, I'm releasing things gradually because I just feel like I want to give them music more often than, than not often. So Pushing 20 came out. I had a collab with Alan Marker come out a few days ago. Yes. The next song will be coming in a few weeks. On my way. Yes. So differences between Act 1 and Act 2. So what I realized, because after I wrote Singular, which was just one album initially, it became two albums over you know, time. Um, and when I was picking the songs to put on each side, which act two has changed a little bit since then, but act one just felt like those songs made the most sense. Those songs felt like it represented that new sound, new confidence. Um, and then act two, like I describe it as act one makes you feel comfortable with yourself. Act two makes you feel like a little uncomfortable with yourself in a way that we need in order to grow. I get that. Huh? Yeah, of course. English, kind of? Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> sort of? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you got to feel uncomfortable to grow. It's that, and I said it's also a more vulnerable side of confidence because there's confidence that's like walking into a room, posture held up high, strutting, you know, whatever that's that is. That's a facade. Is. That's a facade, exactly. And sometimes, like, physical motions make you mentally... Like exactly, but I think, like, I listen to, like, you know man, I feel like a woman by Shania Twain. And I'm like, man, I feel like a woman. But I'm like, it's it's a facade, like you said. Like, for that moment, you're like, ooh, this is great, a great song. But I think Act 2 makes you go like, oh, okay, so I guess there's also confidence in being vulnerable. And and there's also strength in that weaker side of yourself and just kind of letting your emotions run loose. More emotional moments in the studio writing Act 2 compared to Act 1? For sure, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, but were you writing both at the same time? Yeah, because initially, like I said, it was one album. So I wasn't really yeah. thinking of it as two separate worlds. It still fits into the same project. It's one project. show. It's one show. There's just two acts. How do you define singular <laughs> for you? Singular? Yeah, like what does that mean to you, that word? It means so many things, which is kind of crazy because it's supposed to mean one, one. thing. <laughs> Um, but to me, I think it's just the closest I've ever felt to myself. And I think it represents, um, 
a voice that is, like I said, many things. It's whatever it needs to be whenever you need it. It is that confident side. It is that vulnerable side. But it's also just you taking ownership of whoever you are. It's you. It's you. But it's me. But it's also you and whoever's listening. Because a lot of the records, you can, uh, you know, I, I can't speak on act two, but there's records in here that I'm like, yo, I get it. Sue me. Even <laughs> though it is a bop, mm-hmm. freaking hits me like a ton of bricks. Hits me too. I'm a great person to be around. Mm-hmm. Every one of my exes, their friends love me for many obvious reasons. Yeah, let's talk about it. But you know what? <laughs> they, they don't want me around. <laughs> But well, I check off all the boxes. What do you mean they don't want you around? Oh, they're you know they're not with me for a reason. They got uh, rid of me. They threw me to the curb, even though everybody in their life was like, "Yeah, you must have done something." Uh, well, maybe. Sometimes don't people don't realize what they have until it's gone. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But you actually and, did get sued, right? Yeah. Um, for what? Legally, I cannot say. However, <laughs> um, it you know, like I said, what I just said. Sometimes people don't realize what they have until it's gone. Is the reason I got sued. Whoa. Hey, mm. now. Mm. Yeah. I kind of understand that. Yeah. Connecting dots in my head. But in my head, I was also like, how, how do I relate this to, to people that need music to help them in life? I was like, how does this even, how do these two work together? And then I was like, well, I mean, any sort of relationship that's toxic or like an environment that you don't feel yourself in. Um, I think yeah. whenever we get out of that place, we know it and we feel it. Um, and it's it's that anthem for whatever that relationship has been or will be in your life. It doesn't need to be like contracts and things. Yeah, it's just a relationship. <laughs> I think my lawyer was there the other night too and I wanted to be like, thank you, you're the best. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> you just start naming all of the really intense <laughs> names. Thank you to... Uh, Goldstein. At, oh my goodness. At Lynch. And yeah, right? Shouting at his law firm. Uh, um, you know, the statement of you don't know what you got until it's gone is a true statement. But my biggest problem is once somebody like gets rid of me, I'm like, okay, I know there's other people who want me, so I'm done with you. I block people's phone numbers. You do? I unfollow them on Instagram. See, I'm not that ruthless. way. I don't do that. I'm like, I don't know. I've never been that type of person, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think a lot of people, like, need that in order to move on. I'm just the type of person that, like, I guess I can still sort of, like... See you? Ex- exist around you? Or know yeah, that we're existing I, the same universe? I, I'm too, There's so much going on up in this head <laughs> that, like, I know the people are there. I know they're living their life. I know they're, you know, doing whatever. So it doesn't usually help me to, like, uh. dispose of them from my existence. But um, but I get how that can help as well. I, I just, now that I'm really thinking about it. Yes. The fact that they're gone, I don't think about them ever. And I feel like if I saw them on my feed and they had access to my life the way it used to be, they would just appear and then there would be this I'm going to unfollow everybody today. There's just this, there'd be this <laughs> want to like make it right and like fix Sorry, it. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> that means me. you too. <laughs> and that's how she said no. Is, is that because is that you don't want to see me anymore? No, I did actually follow you. Last time you I were know. like, you don't follow me. You don't see my comments. And I was like, I'll follow you. And now I see, I, now you comment less. I do. After I followed you, you commented no, less. I ha- do comment less. He had a moment on your live chat that 
really was the catalyst to Dan <laughs> regulating his Instagram behavior. Sometimes we say things in life <laughs> that shouldn't be said, but it's okay. Life moves on, you know? Bad time for a good time. Bad time for a good time. <laughs> Sometimes it is a bad time for a good time. Yeah, and on a live chat while you're driving your car, On the internet, car, it is Dan. always a bad time for a good time. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Respect. Can you just tell everybody, like, we're fine, we've moved on from that? <laughs> Did we, have we not? Are we fine? Have Are we? we moved on I from that? I don't know, that? have we? <laughs> Should we have Are called we? a press, uh, press conference earlier? I feel like that's why y'all wanted me to come today, no. to be honest. I was like, I just feel like there's just a lot we have not discussed. Uh, oh, you have a list? Okay, great. I got real music questions. Okay. Oh, okay, great. I didn't know Dan was going to ask for an official statement from you and your people. Oh, my goodness. On... I can send you, like, a video press release or something. <laughs> An EPK. What is this face? I don't know what it means. I didn't I didn't do anything. I know. You're not saying anything. It's making me nervous. Well, I said I was nervous, and now you're saying you're nervous, so it's the, <sighs> the same thing's happening. You're scared. I'm nervous. Jeez. Because oh we gosh. did it on purpose. By you're way- saying? <laughs> I'm so sorry for Dan's lack of ability to communicate properly. It's interesting. You interview people, no. like, often. Hold on. You were together. Oh. This is a duo thing. Yes, for sure. Sh- oh, absolutely. We-, we balance. You should tell her how you feel. You should tell me how you feel. This what is sort of a therapy session anyways. You're, you- we're going to edit all this out. That's what they tell me. Anyway, we're moving on. We're the amount move- of people that tweeted me saying... If Sabrina's coming, you better not be in the interview. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's out of pocket. <laughs> that's a cool phrase, though. <laughs> My daddy used to use that when cell phones were first arriving. He would go, oh, you got to call me back. I'm out of pocket. <laughs> I'm dying. That's amazing. Our house is on a hill. It's out of pocket. <laughs> Perfect. Great record hits me. The Down to the way the title of the record was spelt mm-hmm. on the album. Totally reflective of the lyrics in the song. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Like ABCD, that could work so perfectly. Uh, perfect is the if perfect was the thing that worked for me. But I want to feel nervous, just a little bit off the edge, even if I know that I'll end up in a mess. The spoken word version is actually <laughs> very powerful. I didn't realize. I'm available. The slam poetry. I can uh, really. If you want to re-release, I your want album. a slam poet to open for me on my next tour. I got bongos. Wow. This is a record, and these are lyrics. That I'm glad really... you like that song. Oh, great song. That's the first song I wrote for Sing. Like, the earliest song that I wrote that ended up going on the record. Well, who are you? Do you like being in difficult relationships? Is that what it's saying? <laughs> That's funny. Right? Because you, you want to feel nervous. You, you're you okay with things ending in a mess. What is that? Is that like I a... tell everybody all the time, I really want someone to rip my heart out. Because I feel like I need that. I feel like I, I've i been living a life where I'm, you know me, I'm like very focused. I, I love doing what I do. I like to like keep myself very busy. So I feel like the most inspirational thing for me will be for someone to literally just throw me off the rocker for a second and shake it up <laughs> in a way that I haven't felt before. Um, so I think that that song, I, I wrote that with, with my fans in mind i think that they are some of the most beautiful people i've ever met they're so sweet and they're so funny and they i don't know they put a lot of things into perspective for me but you know to them they're always coming up to me and telling me like the things they don't like about themselves the things that are wrong in their life and i think you know because each and every one of them to me is so individually 
um, incredible. And all together, you know, it, it makes up this beautiful relationship. I just feel like if it was whatever everybody thinks, you know, a typical perfect person is, it just wouldn't be the same. Um, and I think that that's a very broad statement, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's why we I spelled it the way I spelled it. I mean, it was just like, why, why make it perfect? Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I, I gotta, gotta work, work it, it again and again till I get, get it right. right. Oh my gosh. You re- oh. <laughs> oh. Dude. That was really nice. That was honestly like... We should collab. I, sister, you don't even need to talk to my agent. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the Are you right your now. own agent? My mom. Oh, I would love to talk to your agent then. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun if she has time for you. Oh, of course. <laughs> we, we, we keep me in check, Zach. Right out the gate, we're tough negotiators. Yeah. Um, you wanted to get your heart ripped out. That so, sounds a little aggressive now that I no, hear but, it back. <laughs> but I totally understand it. It's like this want, you you, you don't want things to go perfect. You, you want to have that one experience. I want, because I know it's going to happen eventually. So I'm like, all right, come on, but, let's, but, let's but do it. Are and you then, going into every relationship like, is it going to be you? Is it going to be you? That's hard. Yeah, it because is, you don't is, want it to implode. Right, exactly. It's also hard because, you know, at this age, I, it's not like I go into a relationship and I'm like, marriage. Like, I don't want that either. But I'm also, you know, the kind of person that's like, well, if I can't see myself with you for a long time, then what am I doing? So it's very hard, Zach. I have headaches often. I don't sleep as much as I probably should. Um, you know, love and life go hand in hand, but it is it is a difficult road. Yeah, but it's turning that into music. That's what makes it fun. Well. And it heals you to a certain degree. And I think it probably teaches you things about yourself. Yes, too much. Between Act 1 and Act 2, what does Sabrina learn about Sabrina? Um, great question. <laughs> I, the crowd liked that one. <laughs> Jen, that's a great question. Thank you. This mic picks up everything, by the way. So it's actually, I'm very scared to hear this back. Um, what have I learned about myself between Act 1 and Act 2? I think I... That was very intense. Sorry. No, I just, I think there was walls up to a certain degree and not even walls up. You know, you like walk into a room and you're supposed to be a specific type of person and personality that people expect from you. Yeah. So in your case, maybe this bubbly, positive Disney Channel type chick. Whatever you imagine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there was a period of my life where with like subconsciously I was just doing it. Not not even to appeal to any sort of person. It was just in my head and heart. I felt like that was like another side of me that I had to I get it. be and have. And I think a lot of people relate to that. And I think I just let her dwindle off into the far distance between act one and act two because um i started to just really fall in love with everything that i was doing and especially writing i think writing became like a priority in my life as opposed to something that was you know i had to do to get the songs done it it really became like oh no i really like i just went through something i have to write about it I just felt this. I have to write about it. And so I think that that just ended up, I don't know, 
making me feel a little bit more myself than I ever did before. I, it's really nice. It's, it's it, really nice. Um, no, because it is, it's, <laughs> it's you and you have full control over it, right? Yeah. Like nobody, no- I'm, ga- I'm gaining control. I'm still 12 at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's hard when I'm like, you know, this is it. This is the grownest I'll ever be. Grownest also isn't a word, so I'm obviously not. But I do feel like it's the closest to, to you know, myself that I felt before. When I was listening to Pushing 20... Um, I really felt like you were telling everybody who's like pulled and pushed you into different directions, like back off. Like I don't have time for that. And my thought in my brain connected to what you just said, you know, just about balancing independence mm-hmm. and this understanding of yourself yeah. while not turning your back on wisdom or re- di- wasn't me. <laughs> It's totally you. It's not me. I'm trying to behave today and that ruins it. <laughs> do you want to scold him or do you want me to scold him? The look is enough, I think. I think the eye contact is enough. Yeah. Thank you. How do you balance independence in this this you know yourself, right? You've known your you know yourself now more than you ever did. How do you balance that with without like turning your back on guidance or wisdom from other people do you know what i'm saying yes absolutely there is a balance because i am also one of those one of those people that like i want to learn you know (laughs) i I, i'm not walking into a room being like i already know what to do (laughs) listen to me i'm so open to collaboration and i think but there also does get to a point where if there are too many cooks in the kitchen you're you're becoming less authentic and it's starting to become more of like a thing rather than a person. So I think it's that balance. It's just I have to I have to make the decisions that feel like me as a person. And when it crosses over into me becoming like a a thing, it's it's wrong. Does that make sense? I totally get it. Um, and it's tricky because, yeah, I, I can say that I know myself the most that I've ever known myself. But I also like know nothing about who I'm going to be in the next year. So I have Who to keep does? myself a little bit open-minded when it comes to when it comes to that. I hope everything I'm saying does not sound super I, vague. No. Okay. <laughs> I very much understand it. You're you've open-minded. Got, you've got yeah. You've got such a crazy mind. So I feel like you understand. And you're you're crazy. You're literally injected into my head. So I'm super. hearing every little thing, and I am, oh, I'm I enjoying am it. Into your head right now. Come on in. So when I talk like this, you can hear everything. Yes, I can hear oh, you breathe. This is so intimate. Dan. Dan's also listening. Oh, I'm still here. Okay, maybe I want to. No, I mean, that, it, it, it's important for life, right? Because you don't want to ever feel like you know everything because nobody ever knows everything. And the idea of being confident in yourself, I think when it's time for you to collaborate and work with somebody else or get knowledge from somebody else or hear somebody else's opinion, I think it's more impactful, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just soaking in everything like a sponge and like making, you're talking about so many cooks in the kitchen. If other, if so many people are contributing, you look more like Frankenstein than you are Sabrina because you become pieces of everybody as opposed to you. Yeah, Frankenstein's not my creative brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my vibe. Maybe the next album though, you know? <laughs> a Halloween album? Yeah, a Halloween album. Dude, working with Leland and Brett. I love him. Yeah, Leland and Brett. I can. I called you two separate people. Maybe you'll watch this. But he, they're one. Brett McLaughlin, <laughs> Leland. Good person. Mm-hmm. What do you learn from being in the room with that guy? I learned 
so much because our first song that we ever wrote together was Why, which that song has also, like, I, I see the impact that it had on people, like, when I, when I do these shows because they scream those lyrics so loud and, you know, they're all talking to their best friends who are obviously different from them. Um, I think that we together have also just taken a lot of musical risks, you know, and I think that he was definitely a person that helped me push that boundary a little bit. Like, I'm saying this as if, like, I was just in the studio by myself and I found myself. I have, you know, people around me that are, you know, encouraging me to also feel more comfortable to to make those risks and choices. Um, and he's definitely one of those people. Dude, good guy, incredible artist, and a really great teacher. Yes. Like, superb. Like, we bow down. Yeah, like, yeah. he really is one of those. I think yeah. he's going to be, like, an EGOT guy. Yeah, I think so, too. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, we do know. I know what that was. I know what that is. Did you know? I did, yeah. Just, yeah, thank you. Um, Sign language at your show the other night was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, did you like that? I loved it. Amazing. Really? Is that every stop, just LA? We had it as many shows as we could. Um, Not every stop, but there was quite a few shows um, where if someone was available, I would have that there. Is somebody requesting that from you guys beforehand, or are you just doing it? We're just doing it. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. It was really special. Thank you so much. And I think uh, it's really one of the, I think, great misconceptions that people who are deaf can enjoy music, which is not true. You can feel the vibrations. They go off. Yeah. A- 100% you feel the vibrations. Yeah. And you get the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And you really get to enjoy a show. I think, it, yeah, I mean, that was an element that I wanted to make sure that everybody, like I said, it was it was the entire audience. Like, I wanted it to be their show. Um, so not discluding anybody from that. Uh, thank you for doing that. I go to probably way too many concerts and I've only seen that a couple times. Thanks. So really. Who else you. did you see it? At? I can't even remember to be honest. Like maybe one other, like maybe, uh, but it's select dates. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not even more than one. Right. Like maybe, maybe big time rush one direction had one like years ago at radio city music hall. Wow. Yeah. Like, long time ago. But I don't even... I can't even 100% confirm that. Oh, okay. It's that much of a rarity, which... Wow. Thank you. No. Oh. Um, you've also changed the way I say nonchalantly. Nonchalantly. Yeah, I know. I changed the way I say it, too. Like, there's a lot of words now that, like, I can't, like, even say, like, I'm sorry without being like, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really annoying. When we're writing the songs, too, we're all, like, you know, you just keep saying it over and over again. I've also just taken, like, way too many regular phrases. Like, anytime someone's like, sue me, I'm like, Ugh. you know, now I'm that girl. Like, at first I was thumb girl, and then I'm, like, now I'm, like, sue me girl. You were alien? I was alien girl. <laughs> I just want to be Sabrina, man. I just want to be myself. You, dude, I think you're very much on that journey to being 100% yourself, and I think... That show. I'm kidding, by the way. I think it's funny. But it's just a testament, <laughs> that show, and the audience that was there, how diverse they all were. It's really cool. Your music's connecting people. Thanks. I think you're going to be a big, big star. I think you are too, Dan. <laughs> no. I, I see big things for you. Wow. But you really are. Do you want to like, be a pop star? I mean, it was a dream back in the day, yeah. but I think that dream has gone away. Hmm. Well, What's your you dream can now? do whatever you put your mind to. Who knows? Who knows what the dream is? But for real, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. Big star playing big arenas. Is that what you want? I would assume so. I was like 10 and I was just like, I just want a big stage and to make an album. And then I was like, oh, you can make more than one album. You know, you, you see that, you see that like throughout your life, like it becomes, when it starts to become real, it feels, you know, it feels a lot, 
obviously that is um, a huge, huge goal for me. But you realize how much it takes to actually get there. It's crazy. It's a long journey. It is a long haul. And it's consistency and not stopping, but also trusting your gut. Yeah. But you saying that nice was really nice. Like, we've come a long way from, like, just you asking, like, you know, the weird questions. You know what I mean? I mean, I still want to ask about the bra you received on stage. The bra I received? Oh, okay. I could tell you about that. Because, I mean, I felt like there's two rock star moments that I had on this tour that I felt like I was, like, you know, Aerosmith or something. Um <laughs> They, yeah, there was the first show where they threw a bra on stage and they had hand-stitched lyrics into this bra. Congrats. And then, you know, I tweeted about it, so I got more bras. And I was like, this is less cool because I feel like now they're just doing it. Um, but but the first bra, super honored. Do you still have it? Um, I do. Cool. It, it was hanging up on my tour bus and now it is at my house. Um, so it's, you know, the traveling bra will take it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear it, but. That would be weird. That would be a little but, weird. But it's um, like a symbol. It is, yeah. Sorry, second thing? My second thing was I was on stage mid-song. The mic stand decided to, you know how like they're, you know. Adjustable. Adjustable. So it went like this. Cut a layer of my thumb open as I was on stage. And I like felt pressure, but I was like, ah, okay. Just a little, just a little snip or something. Um, and then I started like blood started squirting out like a Whoa. like a sprinkler, and I was just like, oh wow! And I like kind of was like looking at whoever I could, and I was like, band aid? Anybody? Anybody? No? And I was like mid show, so then I like went backstage, and I was like, can someone give me a band aid? But like no one could. And then I went back on stage, and I had to play bass for Paris, and there was blood all on. <laughs> the back oh, of my nice. base because it's a white base and i was very <laughs> my i bleed red yeah. so okay. i don't know how you guys bleed but um Turquoise. my blood was red and yeah it was all over my base and like just went through that show man i felt so cool though after when i, I mean it hurt but after i was done i was like hit <laughs> do you leave the blood there or do you clean it off i left it it's yeah. still there it's it's a symbol it's a symbolic thing for me you know uh, like whoa the other thing, too, is, like, you, in that moment, you could do anything on stage. I mean, not anything. But if you could finish a show while bleeding from your thumb and, like, keep going. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Sky's the limit. The show must go My on. My fans were scared, but. Did you acknowledge the cut to everybody? You know, I, I'm a hand kind of singer. So <laughs> I'm, like, here. My hand's, like, just, just like a horror blood. movie at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I laugh about it. I mean, you see me in the middle of songs, like talking to the crowd, like I literally talk to them as if it's my stand up show, like on the side, like in between songs. I'm like, I don't know what to say to y'all. Like, this is so weird. We're just hanging out and then I sing and then we hang out again and then I sing and it's like, you know, it goes on for like an hour and a half and then you all leave and I leave and it's like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but it's a lot of fun. So I just try to like, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's live. It's an escape for the evening. Yes, the evening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed my time. You're doing China next? Where um, Asia, yeah. We, Asia, sorry. No, it's okay. We're going to uh, like Osaka, Nagoya, Japan, Singapore, Korea, um, Seoul. Where, wow. Yeah. I'm When's excited. Europe? Um, hopefully soon. We're planning it. Uh, it's just about fitting everything. I'm doing another film. Um, so, yeah, we're just making everything happen. And then I'm going to release this other album. Part two. Part two. Act two. Yes. Which song should we listen to on Act One to get to know you the best and to understand that part of you the Ooh. best? 
That's interesting. What do you feel like the answer is? I'm not going to lie. I want to say pushing tw- I mean, pushing 20 is not on that one. So that aside, mm-hmm. hold tight. I think it's a version of you. It's like one of my questions was like, what does that song mean to you? Because it's. I feel like that is like that- a person. That is like, you know, another side. That's not like I wake up in the morning. I'm like, ah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not doing hip rolls when I get out of bed. Like, it's not it's not that serious. <laughs> but that was also just like a cool record that I was just, you know, experimenting so much of it was experimenting and finding you know parts of myself that i didn't know were there it's a sexy song thanks like that's the goal obviously it's about holding somebody tight it wasn't even intended to be that way i wrote that with leland and mike sabbath who mike was 19 when he produced that (laughs) isn't that crazy (laughs) the production on that song goes so hard he was 19 and that was the first time we i ever met mike but i had worked with leland before obviously and he like started to do that that sound is so bad because I'm going through puberty right now. But um, it's this little guitar lick in the beginning of the song. And I was like, ooh, that's fun. That's, you know, sensual. And then we really just were like, let's just go off and see what happens. And you did. Yeah. But we were never going into it like, okay, guys, I have to write my sexy song now. I don't usually write like that because I'm not that as a person. Even Almost Love, I listen to it and I'm like, do I? I have that side, obviously, at times, but it is it is definitely one that I'm like, hopefully this is believable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So which record off of part one? I would say... Showcases your biggest side, your most shown side. My most shown side? I don't know. Honestly, there's, there's, a, there's a lot in Mona Lisa that feels like just me. Just kind of like hanging out, singing, singing what I feel on a microphone. Um, and it feels like super easy. Like I, th- I don't think that song was like me trying. That was like like the least. I don't want to say effortless, but it kind of was a little bit effortless. I think the other songs, like I, I definitely wanted to make them a little bigger, make them a little bit more, um, like a full circle type of experience. Whereas that song was like unfinished. We never wrote a bridge, and I was just like, but it's a banger. Let's put it on. <laughs> And it, and it just is a really fun song, and it, it is my sense of humor. It really is. Those visuals, too? You like them? Love it. And I love Thanks. that you did it twice. Yeah, man. It's your show. You can. I was going to say life's too short, but, like, I sang it twice, so that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, yeah, but it's my show, so I, like, wanted to sing it twice. They're always, like, my, my fans don't like how short that song is. Um, so I was like, okay, then I'm going to just do it again. Act two. Is there a date? There are, like I said, gradually over the next Ooh. weeks, months, it's coming, and it'll all be out soon. It's coming. Everybody hates that word. Soon? Oh, soon. yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. On my way. <laughs> that is a record with Alan Walker. Great mm-hmm. record too. Thanks. When you when you first hear that, like one, how does he get into your zone? Like, how does he get that record to you? Does he send it with you in mind? Do you well, there's, hear like, it? a lot of technology now. So, like, you know, uh, emails, uh, phones. Oh, I thought it was, he put it on a pigeon. Yeah, he, well, no, he sent it, you know, by bird carrier. Yes, and then very <laughs> efficient. No, um, yeah, I, I got this. So, one of my really close friends that I wrote Bad Time with, Julia, um, had written this song with Nooney, who's also a really good friend of mine. And um, when I'm, you know... I like to obviously choose collabs that feel like there's a piece of if I'm not if I'm not writing the yeah. song then it still has to feel like it's, you know, 
close to me or can connect to me in a sort of way. And I just really connected with the lyrics. Um, also, I'm a fan of Faruko, um, and he was on the song, and I just thought it was a... It, it just felt like it was a really universal kind of a track um, that Alan killed. So I was excited to be... We still haven't met any of us. It's one of those songs. Mm. I hate to... But I, I'm Evans. excited to meet them, and I think that, you know, it'll be special when we all get together. Quality record. Thank you. Lyrics are great. Thank you so much. Was there one that stood out for you at first that really was that initial connection point? Mm. I think Can't Be Everyone's Favorite Girl was probably <laughs> the one. Seriously, though. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's really relevant yeah. in a lot of people's life. Probably Not- yours, too. Can't, you can't be everyone's favorite girl. <laughs> But it's the truth. Not everyone's going to like you. You don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I'm behaving today. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys are like, I love it. I love the connection and the, the energy I'm feeling between the two of you. I, and I feel like this is a this is a triangle. Oh, connection. is it? Yeah, we are all one. I'm forcing myself in this to make it a triangle. Like I'm like the third wheel that's talking way too much. First of all. We go way back. I know we do. Yeah. We do. And we have many, many moments of great times and great friendships. So maybe- Remember the french fries that we had after uh, my show? Yeah. Kansas City, baby. Kansas City. Enjoyed it very, very much. Alex Iona was there. You know mm-hmm. who wasn't? Dan. Dan was not. I don't go places often. He, but he went to your show the other day. I did, and it was way past my bedtime, and I still went. Me too. It was way past my bedtime. I was about to go on stage. I was like, "Are they still out there?" I was like, "You think they're still? Do you think they still want it?" <laughs> the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was a late show for me. I was like, so "Okay, late. I know I'm like a, an adult kind of now, but this is a lot." I hey, I enjoyed it as I fought sleep. I watched Dan in the crowd, enjoying every second of it. Amazing. You even stayed for the after party. So that was something. Good stuff. Well, you know, that was definitely something, wasn't it? Singular Act One. It's obviously out. wasn't it. On my way is <laughs> with Alan Walker. Great record. Singular Act Two coming, but in stages. Mm-hmm. Pushing twenty. Mm-hmm. Great record. Thank you. Did you eat that cake? Was I- it a real cake? was a real cake i just want to make sure a big harry potter fan did you get the harry potter reference uh, yeah no but now i see it yes yeah but but very much i see it yes it's really well done attention to detail subtle what house would you be in gryffindor are you sure you said probably not actually i i say (laughs) gryffindor but i think i'm also like a hint of hufflepuff and a hint of slytherin whatever that would be ravenclaw Nah. okay yeah, you threw that one out real nah, quick. I'm not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> On that note. Actually, I think I do have a real question. Oh. <laughs> oh. This is, this is nothing weird. But do you think that after Act One, you have a lot of like new Sabrina fans for just music? That's a good question. Thank um, you. I appreciate that. No. No. Truthfully, you're, you're really improving. Um, I'm trying, you know. Day by day. <laughs> We'll have a real conversation one day, I feel like, after a couple more of these. It's crazy. I hope you guys have a real conversation. <laughs> because kidding. based on everything that between the two of you, like a real one-on-one, but you should answer his question. Sorry. sorry. I will answer. Um, sorry. No, I was going to say, uh, interestingly enough, yeah, I do think that it it catered to a, a different demographic, I guess, than maybe than maybe before. I just noticed that right after I released it, like I was, you know, I'm very connected with with my fans online um, and I just was seeing so many new faces and 
you know, especially at the shows, because I meet all of them before the show, there's a lot, a lot of new faces. Um, and I think that that's obviously always a goal. I don't ever want it to be like I'm catering to one mm -hmm. specific type of person or a demographic at all. And I think um, my growth is their growth. They grow with me. But I think, you know, we grabbing a couple new ones along the way. It's a testament to the records. Thanks. And I told you, the show, like I said, variety of people out there, all loving Sabrina Carpenter. The fact that Dan was there and Dan liked the show. I really did. Thank you. Like, I liked it. It was after my bedtime. I still went. You still went. I you enjoyed stayed. it. Yeah. I stayed late. I think that says a lot. Cool. Well, <laughs> like, just on behalf of everybody probably watching this, between the two of you, are you ever going to spend time together that's not in this studio with lights on? You, no. You, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not happening. Okay. I think that would ruin it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. then we'd be too familiar. I feel like it's so it's so special because, you know, it's like distance makes the heart grow fonder yeah. for him. And I feel like <laughs> and then I feel like when I come back... There's so much to catch up on. It makes everything a lot more interesting. I 100% agree. And I, I also think it is a risk getting to know the whole Dan as opposed to just this sliver that? that you you get now. I mean, to be honest with you, Dan is not complex. He's incredibly simple. Simple to the point of, like, you're almost afraid for him. So there's so many things. But, like, one of the most... One of the biggest things that really gives you a sense of who he is, he doesn't have lamps in his house. Mm, we're getting to this. So once it's dark outside, he just lives in the darkness. And in addition to that, the rest of his house is empty. So there's no lamps. His last electricity bill was $11. I don't want to hang out with Dan outside the show. <laughs> you could learn a lot. Why? What, what is... Wait. What is there to just, learn? For a second... Can we interview Dan? Why? Are you okay? Is there is there like reasoning behind it? Do just, you feel like it makes you I just don't need stuff. Okay. Yeah, but what do you Light? need? Light, you know, just to see. I don't feel like that's like a huge <laughs> I mean, listen, I get that's important, but I, I didn't have Material. it at first when I moved in and I'm just stuck with it. I'm running with it. Right. L lights are not a luxury, right? I don't think so. Edison was just like super inclusive, I think, when he was making <laughs> that for everybody just to kind of like use. Do you have like good night vision? Now he does. Oh, He's adjusted. I'm like a cat. I feel like you would after all this time. I am like a cat now. That's really cool. You want to know something else about Dan? Why, you know, why while is, we're what's, here, what's we going might on as here? well. Why are we doing this? He is 28 years old. Uh huh. And in all 28 years of living, he's never been on a date. I don't do dates. That's a joke. No, it's not. Okay, but do you just, like, not call it a date, but you're really, like... On a date? On a date. I, I just, you know, I just do what I gotta do. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Sabrina's on the couch. We're interviewing Sabrina. So, yeah. I, I do hope that you guys talk outside of this room at one point. I think your parents would like it. I think your mom's a big, big Dan fan. Maybe not anymore, but no, we, he really we, is a good guy. We he comes from a great, great family. His mom also hates his pink hair. I'm trying to help you now. I, I'm, I'm good. Who likes your pink hair? Everybody else other than parents. You know I'm the one who dyed it pink. 
You are? I picked the color. And, uh, yeah. So I'm I, still thinking about the lamp thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, I'm just trying to digest. Um, I usually talk more. Well, yeah. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. All right. Well, why don't we just press press stop let's press the stop button now okay act act two is coming it was good seeing you it was yeah yeah this is great honestly (laughs) i'm really confused right now i just i think everybody is yeah okay i'm confused all right sabrina carpenter everybody saying show everybody wow this is so weird you don't like no lights I'm just confused. Do you feel uncomfortable with all these lights around? <laughs> no. That good. wasn't even a joke. Like, I'm just like, that's a... Dan, why don't you tell her that, you know, at one point in your life, you were very into materialistic things growing up. At one point in my life, I was very into materialistic things growing up. So, so you were, like, into all the designer brands and stuff? I did, like, designer brands when I was younger. Yeah. And then... Eventually, there was a moment in your life. How young was this? Uh, middle school, high school, and then early years of you college. You were a bougie middle schooler? Well, no. I just, like, leaving middle school, uh-huh. I started to figure out, like, what Louis Vuitton was. Oh. I never really got it, but, like, I started to know what that was. Yes. And then, you know, there was high school and then a few years of college when I was living in New York, and I was like, I need to be fancy. And uh, now I'm like, I need to be the complete opposite. Wow. Okay. I wish we would have said that. That makes me understand it a little bit more. We could totally put like, this in. <laughs> but I know, but like in the beginning, I was sort of just like, okay, well, that makes you really sus. You know what I mean? If there's no like, like if there's no, if just there's no story or like backstory. So this is what I'm saying about Dan's communication, right? So I very would, like needs work. Oh, spotty. Spottier, oh. spottier than a freaking cow. Yeah. I can agree with that. But you know what's really special is like you take him. Despite all of that. <laughs> yeah, like, but I'm... <laughs> like, he's here, despite all of that. I'm trying to share it with someone. Like, look at your friendship. <laughs> You're still here. I am. But, like, I'm just afraid that if he ever goes on a date, I'm going to have to be there. No, you're not. Prompting the do conversation. You, do you think you'll ever like, go? Uh, who knows? And But, like, how are you going to know when you're going to be, like, going to go on a date now? Like, instead of just, like, I'm going to hang out with this person in this place. You know what I mean? Because you've hung out with, you've you've been on a date. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> you've been on a date? No. I'm yes, you it. have. No. You can't tell me you've never, you know. Dan. Yeah. Serena, let, will you be his first date? No, I'm going. <laughs> I'm leaving. No. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.